At Kroger, shopping with pickup and delivery is the same as shopping in-store. Same low prices, deals, and rewards on the same high-quality items. It's one small click for groceries, one big win for busy families everywhere. Start your cart today at Kroger.com. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Save big on your favorites with the buy five or more, save a dollar each sale. Simply buy five or more participating items and save a dollar each with your card. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Your challenge, if you choose to accept it, is this. Let's go, let's go! Show up on day one, work out with us for 30 minutes, feel good right away. Yo! Repeat five days a week for three weeks. Three weeks? Five workouts a week. We're body, and we call that a body block. You pick the block, and you're going to love the experience. On week four, this part is really important. Take the week off. Seriously, we mean it. Rest, go on vacation, or try something new. Maybe some yoga. Notice you're not holding on to any tension here. Or a dance class. Get sexy with it, daddy. You do you. And then start again. Be committed to this process. Choose a new body block each month. Get a new challenge each month. Have fun every day. Avoid burnout. You're not going to quit on yourself today. This is how you reach your goals. You in? There is nothing that we can't do if we work together. Sign up for your first body block today. Visit body.com for a free trial. That's B-O-D-I Are you ready to get started? Warning. Wake up sleepers. Wake up woke generation. This is a fact check. Everything you're about to hear are facts, truths, and no exceptions. Everything you know, everything that you've been taught will be swept away. This is what they don't want you to know. Welcome to What They Don't Want You To Know. This is another episode once again. I remind you that if you like the items that you are listening to on this podcast, please tell a friend or two. Remember the way to support this channel is to make it popular with your friends. The truth is worth spreading. And there is nothing that I ever do that is not to bring you light, knowledge, and to take you away from deception. Also, pick up a copy of If It's Broken, Don't Fix It by Mr. Noriega at barnesandnoble.com. That's barnesandnoble.com. Now, for the main event, what are we talking about today? We're talking about the big vacula, the vaccine, the shot in the arm. The controversy between the both sides. Now, you've heard a lot of stuff. You've heard a lot of controversy and a lot of fighting from either part and either party. I was recently listening to a Stu Peters event, Stu Peters show. I don't know if you like Stu Peters. I like to listen to him from time to time. The same way I like to listen to Michael Savage. I like that these guys, their attempt to bring you the truth is hard-hearted. And I got to say that at least 70% of what they're bringing to you is spot on, if not more. But I did catch something that Stu Peters was saying the other day. I caught something to the effect of he was saying that, and I think he was promoting some kind of herbal remedy for the effects of the shots something 
from the likes of Africa. And then he was saying something about God can heal everything, but you have to repent. And so basically my ears perked up because I heard the part repent. I heard that Stu Peters was calling you out to repentance for ever having gone and taken the shot. And so this is why I bring you this podcast from either side of the controversy, because you don't have to repent for taking the vaccine. You see, both sides are wrong. Yes, the vaccine is the sign of the beast, the name of the beast going inside of you. But nothing in the scriptures, not in not in Doctrine and Covenants, not in the Bible, not in the New Testament, Old Testament, the Pearl of Great Price, the Book of Mormon, no scriptures are telling you that taking a vaccine, taking a shot are in any way a sin. Nothing that you have to repent of. So both sides are wrong. The same way, the other side that is pushing the vaccine, throwing, shoving it in our face, saying we're not following Jesus Christ, we're not following the prophet. This is also wrong. It's also commandment of men. There's there's nothing of a sin to not take the vaccine. You see, both sides of the whole controversy are incorrect. Let's start with the side of not taking the vaccine. You're right in Revelations chapter 13, chapter 14, it talks about the sign of the beast. It explains it very clearly as I've talked to you about in my other podcast, the special I had last week on the sign of the beast. If you want more information on that, look it up. It's very plain, very simple that indeed the vaccine and the The whole kit and caboodle of it is indeed the sign of the beast. But as we read in Revelation chapter 13, and then we get to chapter 14, in nowhere does it say that this sign of the beast, mark of the beast, name of the beast, is a sin. It does mention in chapter 14 that those that do partake of the sign of the beast, mark of the beast, name of the beast. But it's very specific, those that worship the beast. At Kroger, shopping with pickup and delivery is the same as shopping in-store. Same low prices, deals, and rewards on the same high-quality items. It's one small click for groceries, one big win for busy families everywhere. Start your cart today at Kroger.com. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Save big on your favorites with the buy five or more, save a dollar each sale. Simply buy five or more participating items and save a dollar each with your card. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Introducing the Dunkin' Run, a dollar donut with any medium coffee. A whole new era of... I'm going on a Dunkin' Run. You want anything? Yeah, maybe a jelly donut and an iced coffee. You got it. Wait, actually glazed donut and a hot coffee. Mm. Okay, back on track. Make it a Dunkin' Run. Get a $1 donut with any medium coffee. America runs on Dunkin'. Exclude specialty donuts and fancies. Offer valid on medium or larger coffees. Price and participation may vary. Limited time offer. Terms apply. East. 
you see, it's the worshiping part. It's not the taking the mark. It's not the taking the sign. It's not putting on the mask. It is the worshiping of the beast, the, the actual voluntary using your freedom of choice, your free agency to bend the knee to Satan. Once you figured out this conspiracy, like I have, once you have understood that this is indeed the mark of the beast, new world orders upon us. And once you have figured all this out, even still, it's not a sin if you were to take the vaccine or put on a mask. I wouldn't do it. Hell, I don't want my body invaded by nanobots. I certainly don't want mRNA technology altering my genome. And I certainly don't want my God gene being targeted by these nanites. So no, I'm not going to take it no matter what. I would rather have a gun point to my head and go ahead and kill me because I'm not going to participate in that. But would it be a sin? Absolutely not. Those of you that have given in, given up to peer pressure, you're not going to be guilty of anything other than stressed about that now you have nanotechnology, nano nanobots inside of you. That's all. Oh, that's pretty big because you're probably going to croak from it. But the whole point is you haven't committed a sin. The only sin in any of this is that, let me tell you the dark side of it. The Secret Society of Men, the Gaddy Anton Roberts, has been spreading widely, worldwide, infiltrating every organization, every religion, every every institution in the world. And they've sped this up since 2020. Actually, the end of 2019 was the big plan, the big launching of the plan. But 2020 spread it everywhere, wearing their masks to be able to be concealed, even with the face detection recognition software everywhere they were ever able to move about freely and therefore they were able to infiltrate everything and they did so in about one year it took them about eight months to infiltrate everything finish infiltrating every organization every system everywhere now once they did that they did approach many many have been approached in fact the secret society of men is so widespread that many of you that are listening now probably belong to this secret society of men because they've invited many they've invited hundreds of millions of of even even up to close to a billion people they've probably invited one-fifth of the population of mankind by now to join the secret society of men now i know that's going too far but the reality of it is reality is that many, one in five, easily know about the secret society of men in one way or another, approached by, well, this thing going on in the internet, the Illuminati, etc. No, they've been approached, you've been approached by members of the secret society of men to join their organization. And you've compacted, or they have, not specifically you, but they have, compacted, made a covenant to protect each other and to look out for one another. And they certainly have dirt on everybody. They have dirt on you. They have dirt on them. And so 
the blackmail has come strongly for everyone and the promises of power and of money and of gain and of protection have gone out universally so the sign of the beast itself is not what gets you in trouble with your father in heaven but rather the covenant the dark oath the secret combination that destroys nations that has destroyed nations since the beginning of man that's what gets you in trouble that's where we're in trouble right now the oath the secret oath the antithesis of the oath and covenant of the priesthood or covenant Israel in other words the complete opposite of your covenant with God would be the secret oath the secret combination with the Prince of Darkness himself the secret society of men and their organization to protect each other and if you don't if you don't join well many have been threatened haven't they many have received threats live threats fear tactics or fear of position losing their job their employment so this is this is basically what's going on is it's not really just having the emblems of the name the sign the mark but rather joining it is very clear in revelation chapter 14 that you have to worship the beast and how do you worship the beast well worshiping the beast is by obviously aligning yourself to him breaking what you know is true even in the least degree even even if you are just selling yourself for your job for your money that in itself is a big crime against God just that itself because you are breaking your covenants with him and you are allowing evil to spread because of your position and you're not stopping it you're not standing up for truth like you're supposed to stand for truth in every place in every instance and so that's the big sin it has nothing to do with actually sporting the sign of the beast but rather it has to do with joining joining the secret society of men even in the least degree that's the sin we're talking about where john the revelator says in chapter 14 that the plagues mentioned upon this book will will be added to you that you will receive boils etc and it explains in that chapter i'm not going to go through it with you but it explains very clearly what's going to happen to the people that have received the mark of the beast and have worshipped the beast not necessarily those that took it by either pressure peer pressure or by being deceived or simply by being followers but the reality is that the partaking of the beast sign in itself is not the great sin or a sin at all and let's go to the opposite side now because we've talked about the one side now let's talk about the other where they say you know what the prophet has urged us the prophet is pushing us the prophet is telling us to do so well i have many other podcasts addressing this specific issue in fact i have one called the commandments of men i have a podcast that specifically addresses commandments versus counsel 
four commandments of men. And in this podcast, I'm specific. I say, well, wait a minute. The prophet and the apostles and the 70s have told us to do many things in the past hundred years. But these things are not necessarily commandments. Let's start with the most the most prominent one. And I'm not going to go through them all, but just a couple of them. They've told us to do food storage, have a year supply, four year supply, seven year supply. If you don't have food storage, are you unworthy to go to the temple? Are you unworthy? Are you sinning? Are you going against God? No. It is counsel of the Lord, yes. The prophets have urged us to do it, certainly. But if you don't have food storage, if you're moving and your food storage has is, is been sold or you just simply haven't gotten around to it, this does not mean. Now, is it foolish? Yes. But it does not mean that you're not getting into heaven because you did not have a food supply. Let's go to a sillier, wackier one. They've asked us, for instance, to wear our Sunday best all Sunday long. Now, say so you get home, you throw your your tie on the countertop and, and you throw your suit on the ground. Is this a sin? Absolutely not. The other side is telling us that we're not following the prophet. We're not following. It's certainly a commandment. I've received a letter from the state president that says that taking the vaccine is like looking at the brazen serpent. Now, do you understand this commandment of men? Because the brazen serpent represents Jesus Christ. In other words, if you take the vaccine, you are following Jesus Christ. And if you don't, you are not. And I've seen the persecution firsthand from people that are not allowed to go to the temple that have been kicked out. I have personal friends that have been kicked out, said, don't come back. I have friends that have been told, not on an official level, but on a level that's good enough. Don't come back to church. You don't want to wear a mask. Plenty of those. You, you are some of those. And many people have left the church and been offended because of the way that the persecution has been. It has been intense and it has been for two years now. My goodness. The persecution of the Latter-day Saints against Latter-day Saints is a phenomenon that hasn't ever happened before. It's not a persecution from without. It's a persecution from within people. And you that are doing it ought to be ashamed of yourselves. My goodness, is this how Christ would work? Even if you thought to yourself that taking the vaccine is a commandment of God and taking the mask on top of yourself is a commandment of God. My goodness, you're doing it out of selfishness. Oh, out of fear. Oh, you're going to spread germs to the rest of us. You're killing us. You're a murderer. Fear is not of God. Whatever happened to, if God takes me, it's his will. Because this is, this has never been any of it, any of it. It's shameful keeping your relatives behind glass doors, not even being able to visit their grandchildren, keeping six feet away from each other, not touching, not kissing, not hugging. Did the Savior stand six feet away from you or from the lepers in fear to get their sickness? 
you would say, well, he's a savior. He's not going to get sick. Well, did the apostles then? Did the apostles? Have you ever heard of an apostle standing six feet away from somebody standing standing and wearing a mask away from somebody because they're afraid they're going to get a disease. Is this an example? I'm going to tell you this. We may be forced to wear the emblems of Gaddy Anton because right now Gaddy Anton is in charge and control. And if we don't follow Gaddy Anton's rule, which is we command you all churches, all institutions to wear the sign of the beast or else we close you down. If we are obligated by mammon, by government, by, by the secret society of men, obligated, this does not mean that we're commanded by God. It's simply to keep our doors open, people, so that we can get inside the temple. That's it. If we do everything they say, then our temples can be open. But it's certainly not a commandment. And let's put it this way. If it was, let's pick on anything else. Would you persecute out the door somebody that was a sinner and not welcoming into the house of the Lord? Would you say, you sinner, get out. You've committed adultery. You've, you've fornicated You've lied. You've stolen. Would you not welcome them into the house of the Lord? What makes this particular issue so special then? That you would persecute the very saints of God that belong to his church to get out. And only those that are wearing the emblems of the beast can remain. Only those that have the mark of the beast on their shoulder, that have had the mark placed upon them, and that have been injected by the name Luciferin. Only those are welcome into the house of the Lord. Does not the house of the Lord say, welcome all? Visitors welcome? Or does it say only the perfect are welcome? Yes, saints, you should be ashamed of yourselves, the half that are on the other side. Because it's not they that are persecuting your brothers and sisters. It's you. You've been persecuting your brothers and sisters for two years out of fear because you've listened to mammon, to the voice of man, to the voice of government, to the voice of devils. Enough to have fear drive you to insanity so that you act like a madman, madwoman. And chase those people out. We're better, we're better off without them. Shame on you. Stop it. Enough. This is an insanity. No one would act this way in all history of the church. Drive their own brothers and sisters out. Not even, not even investigators, their own brothers and sisters that are already covenant Israel, driving them out. All because they choose not to wear the mark of the beast upon them. Now think about it. Free agency. You're choosing to do it. They're choosing to not. Do we welcome alcoholics? Do we welcome sinners? Or do you have to have a temple worthy recommend to enter the house of the Lord? And when I say the house of the Lord, I'm not talking about the temple. I'm talking about the churches, the synagogues. 
are only the wealthy, the elite, welcome to the house of the Lord, the house of prayer, the house of fasting, or is everyone welcome, sinners alike? So if you consider it a sin, which it's not, I'm going to tell you right now, knowing more than you, more than most, it is definitely not a sin not to wear a mask and not to put on the vaccine. But even if you thought it was, are you going to be justified in front of your God for persecuting people out of his church when he has the words on it? Visitors welcome. When he says in Doctrine and Covenants, have I turned any away, even one? No, not one. So you see, both sides are wrong because the devil, the adversary has pit brother against brother, sister against sister, saint against saint, grandfather against grandson, against son. No, you can't come into my house and see your grandchildren because you haven't taken the bacula. My goodness. Can you imagine that? You're protecting your kids from their only grandfather. No, you cannot. You may not participate in our table. This is only for the marked. I remember there was the Sneetches. Remember the... the, the the Dr. Seuss book with the Sneetches and the stars and only those that had the stars were the better ones. Do you remember that? Even in a nursery book, we learned good and evil. We learned inclusion. We learned what to exclude. And so I ask you once again, my friends, when you are, oh, let's Let's celebrate homosexuality. Let's celebrate sin. If they're homosexual, not only do they get to come into our church, but they get to they get to teach the young kids. <laughs> they're fantastic. They get to be praised in the pulpit. So, celebrating the sins of Sodom and Gomorrah and reviling commandments of men. Why? Why has it gone so far? Why has, why has the saints fallen so far? On the one hand and on the other. Both are wrong. First of all, both parties are persecuting each other. It's ridiculous. There is no sin either way, people. Read my lips. I know it's radio. But there is no sin either way. If you have the back, fine. And if you croak, that's your own fault for not researching it. But who am I to tell you what to do? You think that that's the way to do it? Do it. And for those of you that think that it is your job to persecute your saints that belong to your own ward, your own family, my goodness, because they haven't taken the mark upon them because they've done a little more research than you, you'll have to answer to the Savior about not the hundreds, not the thousands, not the tens of thousands, but the hundreds of thousands, getting close to a million people, of people that have been driven from the Church of Christ. 
because of persecution. That's right. In 2020, 2021, and now 2022, if you look at the church statistics, should be over 18 million now, people. We are getting close to having 1 million people driven out. Now, that's their own fault for getting offended. Right? But didn't the Savior say, if you shall offend even one of these little ones, and I ask you this, how many little ones did you not let come to your youth activities because they weren't wearing a mask? And how many little ones did you exile from church because they didn't have a vaccine? I have many friends and they were frowned upon and looked upon and told, don't come to the activities. You have to wear a mask. This is what it is. And how many families won't go back? How many that were strong in the gospel, strong in the church? I mean, you have to be valiant these days. It's true. Only the valiant will make it all the way to the end. It's just the beginning. It's just the beginning. Many more things are going to happen. But if you were the cause, if you looked at your brother's eyes and reviled against them for what? For not keeping a commandment? No. For not, for not following Fauci. Not following Biden. And yes, were we urged by the prophet? Yes, we were. But we were also told to follow the spirit, follow our own conscience and follow what we learned from our doctors. Do some research. And once we learned, we could not deny the same way you could not deny that the church is true. We could not deny what we learned from the spirit. How dare you tell your brothers and sisters what they can do and how they can follow the dictates of their own heart. Isn't that Satan's plan all along? It is. So now that you find yourself on the side of opposition and on the side of force, all for the sake of safety. This is the reason why Hitler won. Mussolini. All of them. The Chinese. This is why communism has spread through the whole earth. This is why you can't post something on Facebook. Because it is, it is misinformation. So now there's only one voice approved. There's not many thoughts available. And all are not welcome to his church. No. Both sides are wrong. We need to rethink this and repent. But not repent of taking it or not taking it. Repent of the way we have oppressed and persecuted each other. Stop. Listen to the Savior's voice and follow his spirit. Do as he would do. Because not one time would he act in this insanity that has happened upon his church, his his children, and this whole entire earth has become a commotion of insanity. Now we're left with the aftermath of COVID nineteen. We're left with the with the mistrust, with the inhumanity, with the lack of affection. 
these are all scriptures that are unfolded and we have prophecy fulfilled. We have father against against son, brother against brother. And we are in a time when the earth is groaning for the sins, not because of commandments of men, but the sins of men against, against God and man. If you want any of this to end, and end in the good way, you have to turn back and realize what you're doing. Think of the old adage of, would the Savior do that? Because I think of it too. Yes, these are tricky times, my friends, where commandments of men are taken as commandments of God, but the commandments of God never change. They never will. His doctrine never changes. His, his will never changes. It is man that goes all over the place. And so if you are confused this day, let me help you step in the right direction by giving you these words, these words of wisdoms that are as it follows. Stop making up commandments. It's already hard enough. It's already a struggle to keep the regular commandments. Why make more? Don't be like the Jews. Don't be like the, the Sadducees of old the rabbis of old that told Jesus he was sinning for not washing his hands. That I see today the priests taking out the hand sanitizer and pushing it on the deacons. Here, you have to have some of this before you pass. You know, being worthy enough to sit at that table of Jesus Christ and pass his supper, that's hard enough for a youth. Do we have to impose on them commandments of men too? Do we have to make them feel like they can't participate in God's supper? That they're not worthy when they're already struggling with the real commandments? No, this is a generation and a day of repentance. We are all lacking and the world has turned to blood. So if there's any hope for us, we need to turn away now and start living up to our covenants and stop feigning like we're better than everybody else. We're not. But let's build each other up, push each other up, praise each other up. Let us help each other succeed, lift the feeble knees. If your brother's struggling with something, help him with love and affection. Help him keep the commandments by example and by kind words. This is the way the Savior would do it. Would he overturn tables? Would he shout at men? Yes, he would, but he's the Savior. Should you revile against the forces of darkness? Yes, you should. Against, like the Savior says in Doctrine and Covenants, save only the church of the devil. But these, your brothers and sisters, are not from the church of the devil. They are from your church. 
Why should you revile them? You shouldn't. Let's remember the Savior's words and ways. And let's get back to what we once were. A people of light, full of goodness and truth. A people that had the Spirit. A people that shone like a light on a candlestick before the world. An example bright. Not part of the world, but outside the world as an example to the world of what was good. Until next time, my friends, this has been What They Don't Want You To Know. Warning, wake up sleepers, wake up woke generation. This is a fact check. Everything you're about to hear are facts, truths, and no deceptions. Everything you know, everything that you've been taught will be swept away. This is what they don't want you to know.